Welcome to the Luminous Podcast, weekly meditations, readings, and blessings to assist with our rest, peace, and spiritual wellness. You can find out more at LuminousAnglican.com. Father God, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be pleasing to you, O Lord, our Rock and our Redeemer. Amen. Good morning, all. I love this time of year. Um, if, you're, if you're new with us, normally we, we preach out lectionary, so we're, you know, we're following the scriptures that we read every week. Um, we don't do series, we've never really done a series here in, in Loomis, have we? Other than this one. I mean, this is, that, this is it, really, right? Yeah. So we don't do series here, we just follow lectionary, but every year we start the year with, you know, three or four Sundays talking about our values. Um, and if you know me, if you've heard me speak in the past, uh, you know that I, um, have had some issues in the past for the church, and uh, I'm glad to be here. And I, I, the reason I love this is because, and many of you have probably seen this as well, you see churches kind of come into this, some beautiful sweet seasons and then kind of fade out of those beautiful sweet seasons. And so I'm, I am like, I feel very protective of Luminous, if you will. Um, like I, I want to say as often as I can, if you see any of us leadership, whatever, doing something like, that doesn't quite sit right with me. Please talk to us about it. Um, and I don't say that lightly, and I don't say that flippantly. Um, please do. It's uh, too many times I've seen just uh, the beautiful community of a church just fall apart, and it's never one big thing. It's never one big step in a direction. It's little steps in directions. Um, and so the reason that I love this so much is that this, this time kind of centers us a little more. It's, it's a grounding time. It's a reminding time. It's a time to kind of focus on, okay, these, this is what we really believe as a church. This is who we want to be as a church. This is how we want to walk. This is how we want to carry Jesus as a church. Um, and so I love this time, and I love that we get to talk about who we are and who we are and who we want to be. Um, you know, this is the time of um, a little bit of transition for us as we grow and, and how, we, how we're going to walk that out, how, what's it going to look like. Um, to be honest, it's a little scary to some of us. Um, it's been just a sweet, sweet season for us. And so for us to walk this transition together, I think it's important for us. Um, to both have, have um, conversations, but also to really look at, okay, this is, this is who we are. This is what we're about. Um, and today we're talking communion. And I love that, we, that communion is one of our values and that it's, it's kind of a word that, that spans a few things in my mind. Um, kind of the communion of, of, of the Trinity. We were, we were in, in essence, we were created out of communion. Father, Son, Holy Spirit created, moved, and, and brought us about. Um, and because of that, we're actually built for community which is beautiful. Um, I will say, though, that in looking at this, you know, I mean, we, one of the things we're talking about a lot in kind of as we go forward is how do we manage community here and how do we get people connected, all, all the kind of the usual churchy things that, that go along with it. Um, but I will say when, when I kind of was thinking through community, um, what I realized that with our other values, our beauty and, our, and peace, the opposite of those two things is an absence of those two things. Um, the opposite of community can be isolation, but it can also be very damaging, very toxic community. So you can have this thing called community, and it can actually be very bad for you, um, if you will. Um, and in my life, community almost destroyed my faith, um, and then community was what brought me back and healed me. Um, when I was in high school, um, I grew up in a really small town, and I had probably no, no really committed Christian friends in my high school. Um, I had maybe two girls in my friend group that were, I would consider, 
you know, really Christ followers and that, you know, walking it out day to day. And so when I decided to go to Moody, I was very excited. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm going to be surrounded by Christians. It's going to be amazing. And then narrator voice, it was not amazing. <laughs> um, I showed up and, you know, it was like King James versus NRV, you know, like all those, like just little arguments about theology and ver like, I'm like, I, I, you know, me being a farm boy in a very small town, I had no, like, I don't know if this actually existed, that we're going to argue about this stuff. Like, let's just get going forward. Let's get to work. But no, we were arguing about it. Um, and, and literally, my, my sophomore year was, was, a, was a pretty dark year for me, um, where I literally was like, like, what is even happening here? Like, what's this all about? How can something that I was looking, like, like how can Christian community be this? Um, what saved me, strangely, was soccer and creative writing out of nowhere. Um, we, we didn't have a soccer team my first two years at, at Moody. They started one, so I joined the team, and I took creative writing as, a, um, as an elective. And in those two places, I found my people. And I found a cool girlfriend. If you know our story, I, I met my, my wife in, in creative writing. Um, but it was kind of amazing for that to kind of, um, you know, bring me back, bring me back together and re-knit me, if you will, in, in finding community. Um, and then I, I was a missions major at Moody, and I, you know, if you're a missions major at Moody, it's like we call it, they're, it's called the West Point of Christian colleges, right? Because it's like hardcore. We're gonna do this. Let's go, rah rah. Um, and so our theme song was the Clash song, "Should I Stay or Should I Go?" for all missions majors. Um, and so uh, you know, when when you're a missions major at Moody, like there's a lot of pressure. Um, and so I had I'd spent time in London, had a job lined up, I was going to get married to my wonderful girlfriend from creative writing, and we were going to go to London. And life changed, and I ended up um, working at a church in Wheaton, Illinois, um, which, if you're a missions major, there's like, there's few things lower than that position <laughs> in your mind, right? Like, you made it 20 miles from, from, from Moody into, like, the most church place in the world, and that's what you're doing. And I was like, this is not where I should be. This is, this is not my role, it's not my job. Like, I have nothing to give here. I'm a farm boy, I love the city. I have no idea how to live in, in, the, in the suburbs. Um, and I really kicked against it. It was, it was one of those times where I was like, this is not who I am. And I remember, like, I can remember where I was. I think I was more than alone, but I was on the side yard of our house. And I heard God say, this is your cross-cultural work. Like, this is where I put you. Um, and really, that, that kind of started the kind of a, a, what's been a lifelong kind of commitment for, for Becky and I is just to be grounded in where we are in that way. And so we, we walked every day. We would get to know people in our neighborhood. Um, we started a, a neighborhood get together, a monthly get-together. Um, it just was one of those things where that little, that little thing from God just really changed the trajectory of my life in a lot of ways. Instead of pushing against where I should be, I just realized I am where God wants me to be, regardless of what I'm doing, and building that community. It was lovely. And then we had to move. So 14 years ago, um, Becky got a job offer to move to Nashville. I'm like, great, we'll get to be cool again. Move to Nashville, we'll be back in the city. Um, that'll be awesome. And uh, when we first came down, we stayed at a, at a hotel in Cool Springs, just kind of looking at the job. I'm like, okay, love the job, love the area, but if we move here, we're not moving to here, not moving to Cool Springs. And then we had a realtor met us, and we're, we're taking us around, and the first house they showed us was a McKay's Mill. We're like, okay. And we're definitely not moving here. And those are both exact quotes. Like, it was not moving here and definitely not moving here. Um, we've been in McKay's Mill for 15 years. Um, and we love it. 
been amazing. Um, but same, like, like that one, you know, again, we're, we're like, we moved from a top 10 wealthiest county in the, in the U.S., second most churches per capita, to a top five county, most churches per capita. Like, this is not where I should be. But then the first time there, Becky's driving through, through, the, through our neighborhood and heard God say to her, who will love them if not you? And so over and over again, it's that, that, that theme of these are your people. Where you are is where your people are. Um, and constantly looking for a better community or a different community or a cooler community uh, is not the way to go. Um, but it's not always been easy, easy I will say that. Um, you know, community can be tough. When we first came down here, we went to a church in Franklin, and no one talked to us. Like, like strange, like, no, like, like after services, like, like there'd be a group and a group and you could like everyone's like shoulder to shoulder like do not break into this group um and so we're like okay let's try name tags so we literally went to church and had my name is mark and then we wrote underneath that i'm new here say hi to me and so beck and i both wore these name tags no one talked to us well it's not easy we know it's not easy um we kind of found ourselves though um just in this world of, of seeking and building community and, and loving it, regardless of the pain that often comes. Um, and the verse that I love in that, that was kind of given, that we kind of picked up on when we were in Chicago, was um, actually the message version of John 1.14. And Peterson renders it this way. It says, the word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. And I love that picture of Jesus coming to us where we are in our neighborhoods, in McKay's Mill, um, connecting with us as we connect with others. But well, the challenge then, though, is, is how do we connect? And I'm going to ask Becca to come up and give us a bit on like, how to find and how to create community. Because um, it's not always easy. Even name tags don't work sometimes. <laughs> as much as Becca loves name tags, they often don't work. Good morning. Um, I love that we're, like Mark said, just really taking some intentional time in these first few weeks in January to just really pause and simmer in our values of beauty, which, side note, if any of you need an extra dose of beauty before the world shuts down this week, um, head to the Home and Garden Show in Nashville. We went yesterday, and they have a butterfly greenhouse. Enough said. You walk in there, butterflies are swarmy, they land on you, it's heaven on earth, you're welcome. Um, but beauty was last week, and today is communion. And the Latin word for communion is communionem, and it means fellowship, mutual participation, sharing. And Eucharist is our communion. It's our Anglican tradition where Christ is made present, where we come together to share, to experience his presence. And so when we come to the table, we come together as a community. We come to bring our grief and our joys and our pain and our random quirks and all of our questions. We come to break bread and to celebrate Christ with us. Communion is community. And at the heart of community is our deep desire for connection. And I love that Mark said that community can also be toxic. It can be unhealthy. Community, what we're talking about today, is not warm bodies. It's deep, my soul sees your soul connection. And yet, 
I think we would all agree that we're more disconnected than we've ever been before. I, I think it's um, really important to name and acknowledge that we are living in a loneliness epidemic right now. We go online to connect, but we are so lonely. Will someone see me? Will someone see my heart? Will someone ask about me? Will someone pause to linger and just listen? Uh, a lot of my personal journey has been um, trying to fit into friendships, into places, into spaces. And a lot of God's tenderness in the last couple years is just inviting me to come home to myself. And so I think the question has actually shifted now to, do I fit into this place to more of, does this fit me? Is this congruent with who God is in me? Is this aligned with what I value and where I'm alive? And I love Jesus' permission slip to love your neighbor as yourself because what he's really just imparting to us is you have to have a self to love. And it really does turn this message upside down, right, of community. I wonder how many of us came from church circles or uh, family history circles that sort of um, told us, I, I kind of imagine it like these three concentric circles. And if we start with the first inner circle is self, you, and then we move to the next circle is the Trinity, God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and then the third circle is others. Okay, I grew up in um, a faith tradition where it was, we abandon the first circle of self, we don't even see it, it's like selfish, like we don't look at ourselves, that's, that's, don't do that. Um, so, and then you, and then you kind of skip to like the third circle and you just see all the other people. You see all of them and you see them until you bleed and die. And then maybe you kind of jump back into like the middle circle with a Trinity and you're like, oh, maybe I'll fold you in somehow with like a really precious verse. And then maybe one day we'll like look at ourselves for like a hot second, but then we'll jump back to others because we lingered there a little bit too long. We don't want to get selfish and weird. And that's not community. That is not the true definition of commune. It is actually being in communion with ourself so that we can experience God with us to then go into community from a place of being full and not needing to meet our needs in a selfish way. And yet, we can only do that to the extent that we can be present with ourselves, right? That is so hard, you guys. That is so, so hard. It is so hard to be present to ourselves, to listen to ourselves, to befriend ourselves, and to befriend God in us. But it has everything to do with then how we can hold space for others. And so this beauty propels us to then go into community and find community and create community and deep connection. We find ourselves in solitude, but we heal in community. We really do. And so how do we do that? How do we create and find and cultivate life-giving, healthy community? A lot of it starts with just practicing being present. Being present, being here. Mark was saying, like, we, sometimes it's so easy to, like, I want to go find community over there, or those people feel, like, really shiny, or, but where is God being, bringing people in your path right now, in the here and now, in the present? When we look at Psalm 23, we, we see Jesus' invitation of, um, we lack nothing, 
And if we truly believe that, how can we be present with ourselves in the here and now moments so that we can be present with others to truly just be here in this moment? And we all know that feeling when someone's present with us and when they're not, right? You're talking to someone and they're like looking around at all the other people and you're like, oh, hello, do I need to jump up and down? Presence is like being able to just sit and tolerate and regulate and just be okay in this moment. Cultivating and creating community also has a lot to do with being able to ask open-ended questions, not questions that end in yes or no. How many of us have teenagers? That's a lot of their answers right now, right? Like, how are you? Good. <sighs> okay, well, that was great. <laughs> open-ended questions rather than how are you, because that can feel so daunting, right? Like, oh gosh, where do I start? I mean, what story, what version do you want in this moment? And if you're an Enneagram 4, how are you means like, well, I felt all the things in the last minute, so which word, where really do you want me to start? <laughs> Thank you, Heath, I, I see you. <laughs> Appreciate that. So what if we try some questions like, what's bringing you life right now? Barbara Brown Taylor's famous question is, what's saving your life? Butterflies saved mine yesterday. What are you reading? What's interesting you? What's bringing tears? Where does it hurt? What's bringing you joy? Where is freedom being invited? And then my favorite right now is to know you is to know what. And when we sit and we truly listen to somebody with like our whole heart, you feel that, right? You listen with your eyes, you listen with your posture, you listen with your body, you lean in and you're like, ooh. And as Dan Wilt has said in our table group, the most beautiful phrase, he said this phrase, he said, what does it look like to listen longer? That when you ask that question, that you leave abundant space to listen longer, to wait for all of our thoughts and our heart and our emotions to settle in and shake hands and go, okay, and what else is there? What does it look like to try some of those open-ended questions? To create community is to be a faithful friend, and that first begins with befriending yourself, not judging yourself, not shaming yourself, Maybe forgiving yourself. Maybe seeing yourself with a lot more compassion. Maybe seeing yourself the way that Jesus sees you. Because only when we can accept who we are and who we're becoming can we then hold space and sit and accept others for who they are and who they're becoming. We don't need to fix anybody. We just get to show up and hold space. We get to be communion, community. And this looks a lot like just sharing time. Just showing up not having any rush or anywhere to be other than this moment right here. Being a faithful friend is consistency. Man, if I value anything more than in the last couple of years, is consistency. Are you going to show up only when it's like really hard? Or are you going to show up in the tiny little moments? How do we show up and be consistent? Consistent like our Father. Consistent like our Jesus. How do we practice openness and acceptance? Again, we can only do this if we start with openness and acceptance for ourselves. Letting God meet us where we are so that we can then go and just have openness and acceptance for others. 
it's a, it's a practice. It's a practice. So being present and asking intentional open questions, being a faithful friend. Notice that I didn't say for community, you need to have a sparkling personality. You don't know how to have to know how to do witty banter. You don't know have to, uh, have to know how to do dad jokes like my husband. You don't have to have a spotless home. In fact, I prefer if we don't. You don't know how to have to. You don't have to know how to make homemade meals. If you came to my house and it was just me, I would serve you cookies and tea. You're welcome. My husband cooks. Bless it all. You don't need to have a large space to host. You don't. Use what you have in this moment and just be community, to share mutuality, to hold space, to break bread, to drink tea, to have a cocktail on the porch. I mean, just bless it all. That is communion. Maya Angelou says, people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did. But people will never forget how you made them feel. Yeah. When was the last time you were with somebody that just loved you and accepted you right where you are? You know how that feels in your body, right? You know when someone is so present and attuned and you're like, this moment right here, you, you're all that matter. That is communion. That is the definition of community. And so whether you want one person to fellowship with or you want a dozen to meet at Mojo's, who do you want to share a meal with? Who do you want to connect with? Who do you want to commune with others and see the Imago Day in them to go, ooh, I see Jesus in you. And I can see that because I also am accepting and know that I can see Jesus in me. How do we move toward what feels soft and freeing in this season? And if the heart of community is fellowship, it begins with yourself, it begins with the Trinity, and then we move toward what creates and sustains healthy community. Mark's going to come up and close us. Thanks, Becca. Yeah, just as we've been thinking through, I mean, back in the day, um, you know, when we wanted to do community at Luminous, we'd just, from the pulpit, say, okay, after church, we're all going out to eat. And it was 30 of us, so we all went out to eat. As we grow, there's more challenges than that. And so we basically want to kind of put together a list of things here. I'm going to run through them very briefly. If you have questions, you can find me afterwards. Um, but one would be just to stay around. If you're, if you're having trouble connecting, if you're having trouble finding community, uh, stay around after church. There's a lot of chit-chatters, as you saw before church started. Um, a lot of that happens after church is over. Um, if you need someone to kind of be your wingman, you can grab Becca, you can grab me, you can grab any other, anybody else that you've kind of seen around up here. We'll help, we'll introduce you, we'll navigate it through. Um, just that's an easy, simple way to kind of start to, to find people around here. Potlucks are amazing as well. It's great food, it's a great time to be, um, to be connected. Um, and then we started a new thing called pop-up gatherings. This will happen once a month um, in different places around the, around the, uh, around the, the area. Um, all these things you can find on our website. Um, go to events, you'll see everything that we're doing um, as far as community goes. Uh, we have several events that come up. We have communities, uh, luminous ladies, luminous lads, we're going to try to start up. There's an outdoor community where you go backpacking and hiking. Yes, I love, that's one of my favorite things here is the, Lumin the lovely luminous, ladies of Luminous. Um, we have, um, 
Uh, we have table groups that, we, that meet uh, bi-monthly. Bi 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 um, for those of you who signed up that don't have a group yet, thank you for your patience. Um, we're looking to start a few new groups. We also need new leaders, so if you're interested in starting a, a table group, it's, I don't like a lot of new, I don't like a lot of weird names in churches, but that one's a good one because I think small groups triggers a lot of people. So um, this is not, it's different than a small group. It can be like a small group, but um, there's some nuance there. So if you, if you have any questions about that, please send me about that as well. And then also, if, if you want to start a community, I know there's a few knitters around in this area, so you know, if you want to start a knitting group, if you want to start whatever group that is, um, please feel free, um, and, we'll, and we'll go from there. And lastly, we're, we've, we're talking about, and this is in the new stages, um, something along the lines of into the neighborhood, um, kind of resources and, and partnerships to help you kind of engage and, and be present in your neighborhoods. Um, for, you know, finding out who lives near you and, and can help with that. Um, when we did our neighborhood thing, we had good friends that actually literally moved into our neighborhood to help us um, with, our, um, with our gatherings. And so we want to help kind of connect people and work that through. Um, and again, if you have any questions, please see me, see Becca, see anyone you see up here um, to talk you through these things. I'd like to end with a quote from George MacDonald. Uh, he was an author who was a, both uh, Lewis and Tolkien uh, mentioned him as an inspiration. Um, and we actually had this quote above our door in, in Chicago. We probably should do that again because it's, it's lovely. But he says, the love of our neighbor is the only door out of the dungeon of self. Um, and that was powerful for us um, to know. And, and that, um, realizing that, learning that in my life, that, that when I am so self-focused that I'm like, I don't want to be in Wheaton, or I don't want to be in the Cays Mill, um, when we realize that the, that the way out of that is through our neighbor, is through communion, is through loving others and reaching out, and to bring Jesus to those around us. In the name of the Father, the Son, if you would like more information or ways to be a part of Luminous, please go to luminousanglican.com. Peace be with you.